0: Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Why is IQ a lie? Any initial thoughts on this, Luke, before we go into it?
1: I do have thoughts on this. IQ is its a challenging one because I've actually, for some reason in the past, I've thought that I don't have, I'd, I haven't done an IQ test, right? But IQ makes you think very, that intelligence is, is just a single domain, like an analytical process. And for example, I've, I, that has caused like, cause sometimes I'm not, I was not good at maths or I was not good at these things that are very, that geared towards that type of thinking. So initial thoughts is it puts you in a, it puts intelligence in such a small box that doesn't encompass so many different aspects.
0: Great distillation. What impact do you think that has on people? This notion, from, this notion of IQ.
1: Makes them think maybe that they're not smart and then maybe they won't actually go out and do things and they won't have, you know, could limit beliefs about or it could cause not epi- so good beliefs about In people. episode
0: 247, I believe, when we started the series on Ken Robinson mm. and we're still going, this is all still influenced very much by his book, Out of Our Minds. Mm. I introduced the idea that we're probably utilizing 1% of our gifts as human beings, probably less than 1% is my assumption. Did you, and this, this is part of the thinking. Mm. I'm sure there's no killer of creativity over the last 120 years at least than the concept of IQ and how it has influenced education. Mm. One of the things I did learn when I was at university studying psychology, they did go through IQ a lot, and it is presented as this very regimented, concrete, robust thing. It's the problem with all statistics. People just see a statistic and they go, that is true. But statistics are, if you remember Taleb, it's easier to macro bullshit than it is to micro bullshit because you don't get to see the data, the sampling. You don't get to interview millions of people or see how these constructs were invented or why they were invented. Mm. And I I, I won't go into it and be honest. I'm rustier on like the the technical parts. But one of the biggest things I did learn at university was that intelligence is such a multifaceted concept. I almost never use the word or refer to the concept, even subconsciously in my thinking. To me, intelligence is so useless as a concept in this modern world. And you would go back to the um, episode on, like, I forget what it was called, but when we talked, it was just two or three episodes, three or four episodes ago on Educated for 1950 or whatever it was, like how fast technology changes. Intelligence is pretty useless. Adaptability and being able to, like, have a growth mindset just overcome a challenge is actually useful. So people will oh, still bring up my freaking high school mark <laughs> in some instances today. and And I think people... If I talk about it, people probably think I'm being fake modest, which is where oh, I have this mark, but it's not useful and all that. They probably, it, I don't know if it sounds like, oh, wow, he's just kind of, oh, you know, no biggie. It's so fun so useless. Such a useless concept. Such a useless concept. I do not optimize the people I work with for intelligence at all. It's never on my radar if you have a high mark from school if you have a, a strong academic what is it transcript great marks or grades the higher they are actually there's a point if they're too high i would start to become suspicious of someone mm. and their ability to work in a creative entrepreneurial capacity
1: why why is i'm, that?
0: I'm not i'm not being because of those people starts, tend to be very intense intensely about their intelligence and there's normally there's, and Ken Robinson's TED Talk talks about this with academics. They live in their heads. Yeah. They over-intellectualize things. They're not good at connecting to their intuition. They often, in many cases, take themselves too seriously. For that reason, not many of them actually interested in very entrepreneurial kind of things, creative, innovative things. They're more going down much more traditional, conventional career pathways. And... Um, I, like I could go on it's much, it's much more useful to me. Liam Hounsell, best example, incredible person to work with dyslexic. Scott, Scott McKeown is like, you hit some better academic kind of runs in year 10, 11, 12. Mm. So got more of a growth mindset, natural curiosity, pick up, play with things. Far more useful. Ken Robinson in out of our minds, cause I'd have to move on. He <laughs> kind of makes a point. Music can contribute to physics and math ability, right? That's, that's why so many parents are obsessed with getting their kids to learn instruments. They actually want them to be better oh. at physics and math, mm-hmm. right? These things are not actually, even though there's different types of intelligence, there's links. Yep. So it's also counterintuitive to try and focus on one of them. Our current view of education, he says, is dominated by IQ and memory for factual information there are four assumptions. One, we're born with fixed intellectual capacity. Two, intelligence can be calculated by pencil and paper tests. You have to be fucking kidding me. Three, and this is a big one, it has predictive capability. Bullshit. And four, it serves as an index of general intelligence. I think that really encapsulates what you were saying. And the idea of eugenics, there's a, the old guy, uh, Galton. I think he's the guy who came up with eugenics, which is like the selection of desired heritable characteristics in order to improve further generations. So turning like how to improve people into like this precise calculatable science is, is one of those very evil things that was born out of this misguided view of human potential and intelligence. Eugenics is a very big principle behind Hitler's ideology. And the Aryan, you know, remember the pure Aryan race. Mm, yeah. That's why he wanted to purify get anti-Semites and Bolsheviks and everything like that, homosexuals. So the intelligence thing is very much linked to, like, identity.
1: What is IQ? Can you think of a modern example where IQ actually <laughs> is optimized towards anything? Any, anything.
0: I just think, I think our grading systems for schooling mm. are associated, you know, and it's kind of like IQ adjacent concept. It's not exactly, it's not a measure of IQ, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not that familiar with the, the instances it's used in. Honestly, I really want to talk more about the IQ dominated idea of intelligence because mm. no one's doing IQ testing companies. No one's doing IQ tests when they make you apply for a job or well, fucking hope they're not. That's, that's, that'd be very maybe not much hope there. But, but the, the, the very IQ-ish, generalised view of intelligence is still a very dominant thing. And Taleb, if you remember Taleb's ideas, we did episodes on him from 180, I think, or 181 to 194 or 5 on the podcast. Risk-taking is more important than knowledge, you know. People that are messing up the world are the academics, the economists, and, <laughs> and the scientists. <laughs> um, I love his thoughts on that. Or, all the all the big kind of IQ heavy kind of folk, and it's just not very useful for much. But people people leaning into it is also counterintuitive. So this is mm. a negative side to it.
1: So, how does an IQ test? tell you anything about communication skills what someone sort of values the way they you know what you know how they carry themselves what sort of principles do they have what what are they like as a person he's an
0: everyday he's an everyday example you're at the doctor right and you're getting a needle and you're terrified of needles right What does the doctor do? If you're a doctor, I come in and I'm scared, terrified of this needle. you got to give me this needle.
1: Look the other way.
0: (laughs) Look the other way. Well, you know, like the best doctors make you laugh Mm. and get your mind off it. Yeah. All right. And then laughter releases all the tension. Mm. They jab you when you're not thinking about it and you you get on with it. You see... That requires EQ, emotional yeah. intelligence. You know, it requires situational awareness. The stereotypical doctor, who's a very, again, a very like, normally the stereotype. They're not like this. Obviously, is like cold, calculated. You know, bookworm, nerd, smart, intelligent, IQ. But like, you can't really be a great doctor without those interpersonal abilities. Mm. That's just one example. It's not captured at all in IQ. But the other thing I think IQ-based views of intelligence breeds, funnily enough, is box thinking, which is getting too stuck within the old way of thinking, which may have become outdated or may have always been wrong because it normally comes from this memorization-based style of learning, Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I don't think it's incredibly creative. So like if you, to pick on medicine from someone who doesn't know much about medicine, it's a classic Joe thing to do. But one of the criticisms that does get talked about is that if if you come to, you know, a, a box thinking type of doctor uh, and you don't have like this very clear script, like in their head, they've got these five buckets that your symptoms or something is going to fit into And if you don't fit one of those categories they don't know what to do with you like they need you to fit this is the stereotype because we have so many misdiagnoses people place um doctors on a pedestal in terms of like they know everything Mm. and there are a lot of garbage doctors my dad was in hospital one year and they wanted to remove his gallbladder and he'd been told by his private doctor like, you know, you don't need to remove the gallbladder and stuff. If they ever tell you that, call me. So he calls this doctor. He gets him to speak to the surgeon. And the surgeon surgeon who was before adamant that he had to operate, after talking to dad's doctor on the phone, he goes, "I, oh, you know, I think we'll be all right. That's concerning. <laughs> Very quick. Oh, it's super concerning. It's not, it really gets away from our point today. Yeah. So I guess maybe a good takeaway is what's what are you prioritizing instead of, IQ and intelligence, what are you looking for in people? That's probably the real question. Because if I'm going to re- take away this thing, at run values so much, IQ, what are we going to replace it with? Hmm. That'll be a good question to keep unpacking tomorrow and the day after. Oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> 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 that was
1: a piece. Another three seconds
0: of like, oh, well. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I did that very well. So, yeah, just remember the Dorman newsletter. You can jump on that in the link in the description to follow along with the podcast like once a week just to get a consolidated summary. But we have an episode every day. Tomorrow, we're talking about why academic people are not the most creative. So, very much an extension of today. Talk to you again tomorrow.